Hey, can you hear me, Luke? Give it a second till he's on air with us. <clears throat> Luke, can you hear us? Let's just sort this out. Okay, I'm in. Luke. Yeah. Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah. Ah, good, you're on now. Okay. Is it easy enough getting connected? What's that? Is it easy enough getting connected? Yeah, pretty straightforward. Back into the app. Right, I'm just going to prop my laptop up with a book, otherwise I think it's going to affect the uh, microphone. Just one second. Okay. Right. As I think that's all good, all going. I haven't looked properly at this at the minute, so I'm just looking at like this audio effects. We've got music tab as well. Got music. So, so that again. You've got music. Well, there's a tab for music. Um, and it okay. looks like you can add tracks to it. Now, I don't know whether we can add actual tracks or whether we can just add sort of sound effects. So I'm just going to give it a quick try. Hang on. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah, very slightly. <laughs> Do you hear me properly? Yeah, I can hear you good and clear. Yeah, I'm thinking it might be worth we carrying on with a few that you're getting the um, what do you call it condenser mics up or something yeah. just in case I'm trying to find one at the minute because I don't oh, know where it's going to be sending about and going through them I think Amazon maybe should be hopefully there are, we've, we've had a guy coming around delivering parcels and that's still so hopefully that'll be okay now we've got audio effects as well so hang on if you say something really funny you might get this Dead silence. Hang on. <laughs> Can you hear these? Yeah. I might have to have that next time I get you on. I'll just have you your intro just for this. Or maybe if you get Woody on. Should we get Woody on at some point? Yeah. That as well. Right then, Luke, I'm going to let you kind of introduce what we're doing. Okay, so Culture Isolation, Born and Despair is a podcast uh, hosted by me and my friend Callum here, otherwise known as Kick Shades. Um, basically, it's a discussion of sort of what's going on in the world right now at the minute with this coronavirus uh, pandemic. Each episode, we're going to be looking at how it's affected um, different Things such as one in, in one episode, we're going to talk about music that's been affected by it. Others, we're going to talk about football. In this um, first episode, this uh, pilot episode, as it were, we were just, just discussing how we're just kind of getting on, how our lives are different, and how other people's lives are different, and hopefully, we can uh, find some fun whilst doing this during these dark times. 
Yeah, I'm hoping so. I mean, I don't think we'll be the only people doing a podcast about it. But no. it's certainly something to do. It's something that we're trying out. So if we get any sort of people who come to listen or anything, then I'm sure they'll hear us try to figure it out as we go along, really. But like I say, it's just a bit of an introductory one today. Um, so I'll see how we're getting on with it. We're, what, we're two weeks into the lockdown? Um, two weeks as, as of Monday. It was the Monday night. So this Monday coming up will be two weeks. Yeah. So that's one thing this whole lockdown's having an effect on my ability to keep any sort of track of time, really. How about you? Are you finding... Because I know you're still down to go back into work, are you? Um, until I was called back into work on Monday, uh, sorry, Thursday morning, I was kind of losing track of the days. Now, yeah. I actually annual leave this next week so it's probably going to go back to that as well because every, every when, it, when when I've been out it's just uh, suppose it feels it feels more quiet than it does on Sundays there's just nowhere open there are still people out and about but it's just there's just barely anything out there and every day has just felt the same up until the past couple of days when I've been going into work it is every day is, to quote Morrissey every day has felt like Sunday really I <laughs> Paraphrase, I was like a quote, but it's close enough. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I realised it. I went down to see Morrissey at Wembley Arena a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And even then, I think they were starting to feel the first effects of the virus. And going out to the gig and all that, it was a weird atmosphere walking around beforehand because there was just nobody. Usually, when you get to a gig or something, there's a buzz, there's an atmosphere around the place, especially in an arena like Wembley Arena. But it was completely quiet. It felt a bit. A bit strange. I was thinking there, and then it felt just kind of like a Sunday afternoon because at least there was still businesses, there were still shops open, there were still people going around. You could still go and have a beer. But like I say, it's just kind of increased and increased and increased to the point where life, kind of as we used to know it, is gone or been put on hold pretty much at the minute. So it's yeah, it's having a bit of an effect. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to explain why you've got a week off next week. Uh, well, <laughs> Your stag do meant to be my stag do, yes, and uh, that's been called off. As it's been postponed for a year. I'm hoping by the time it comes around next year, we'll be out of this kind of mess and uh, able to get up to the Lake District and do what we were planning to do. But yeah, it's a bit strange. That's just one of the ways it's affected me. The stag do, obviously, the wedding's kind of up in the air. Don't know 100% yet. Yeah, they were going to give it another week see what the uh, three-week update is, but um, I'm fairly certain we'll be seeing that get postponed as well for a year until until things are a bit clearer, a bit happier and healthier. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, but um, you just don't know, do you? Because I'm actually uh, planning on uh, doing a PGCE in September. I'm planning on applying for it, and I have contacted the, the uni's admissions. It was my old uni. Um, and they said, you know, get still go ahead and apply. They're hoping it will be running by then, but it may be uh, postponed. It may be it may be a sort of later start than planned. That's the thing. I know we give it each week. We give it a theme of sort of like say sport, music, film, and I think the actual recurring theme is pretty much going to be us talk about how unpredictable this all is. I mean, if we can. There's no point putting dates or you know, certainties on things because nobody, nobody knows at all, really. I mean, this has the potential to go on for years, really, if people aren't going to abide by the rules and the, the uh, medical advice and that. But 
hopefully, hopefully for the sake of everyone's livelihood, we can start to listen and get things back on track. Yeah. I mean, in the situation where, you know, they're not going out on Friday or Saturday night and seeing mates or, you know, going out about their business. But if we kind of do this now and kind of get over with, maybe it'll clear up a little bit quicker than people are expecting. Because we're not, none of us want to be in this in this position. I don't want to be. You don't want to be. No one does. No. But it's, it's, it's basically you have a choice of being in this bad situation or being in this bad situation for a prolonged period of time that is indefinite. Well, that's it. I think but it's taken a, a while for people to realise just how serious it is. And we had the stupid people last weekend going out to... Was it last weekend or a couple of weekends ago? Again, that's me losing track of the time. I think it was last weekend, the people going out to Snowdonia, the national parks, going to Bondi yeah. Beach. Yeah. And I kind of I kind of got it in a way because it was nice weather and it felt briefly like you were just kind of on a bit of a holiday. Um, yeah. I've noticed a lot less people going out this week, I think largely due to the weather. I think the fact that it's getting a bit more grey and miserable people aren't as inclined to go out and socialise or go out for barbecues or whatever else so hopefully I know you were saying the same, hopefully we get a bit of bad weather and it makes the temptation to go out that little bit less Oh mate, I, I don't last summer was pretty miserable for when we had that like period that was like a week or two where it just rained non-stop, that's around the time we went to download and I just hope it's a summer like that so we don't have to go out in it because if it's one of those summers heat wave, it's just going to be, it's just going to add insult to injury, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see, like I say. But I think a lot of people can be very down about it, and I get that. And people get out their ups and downs. They get have days where you're just not really sure what's going on. But I think one of the best ways people can deal with it, especially a very British way, is trying to adopt some sort of sense of humour about the whole thing. Yeah. As best as yeah. obviously it's very serious and the things that aren't funny about it. But I think if you're just going to sit around and be miserable and talk about how hard done by you've been and all this, then you're going to make it an even longer time for yourself. So I think things like humour and you know just thinking outside the box, doing stuff you maybe haven't done before, like we're doing this podcast, just trying new things out each time, each day, and hopefully it'll it'll get back get back to a normal before too long. Do you think, though, when things go back to normal, do you think they will go back to normal? Or do you think we're going to learn lessons from this? I know there's a lot of talk of people saying, oh, I'm going to do this and we don't need to do that and we need to try and remember about this, that and the other. But how much of a difference do you think there's going to be when society goes back to normal? It's hard to think people might just sort of carry on really kind of accumulate but I think there are going to be quite a lot of people out there who are going to be a lot more kind of conscious when they're going out you know you might still see people wearing those face masks well I Um, think so I think I've always I'm going to have to put my words carefully there I've always felt like when you're walking down a high street somewhere and you see people with the face mask on I've always kind of thought what the kind of fuck are you doing sort of thing (laughs) I think I'm starting to appreciate a lot more now, I haven't got one myself yet, but and again, it's one of this is one of the other effects I think of the isolation of the virus in general is is it sort of peer pressure? You know, two weeks ago, if you'd said to me, 
do you want to wear a face mask when you walk around the street? No, would have been the answer. Uh, but now I think the fact that you see the majority of people doing it, I think half of me is keeping an eye out when I go into a pharmacy or a drugstore to see whether there are any on sale and match pick one up. But I don't know whether that's me giving into a sort of social pressure because everyone else seems to be getting them or whether I'm actually thinking they will be preventative or in any way helpful. Well, I've heard some people even say, I've even heard like, you know, news stories about doctors saying that, you know, these face masks, some of them are just, they're just not really effective enough. You know, they're quite... Well, that's some of them just like a sheet of tissue paper or something stuck over your mouth and you think, how, how effective... Go on. I was just saying, yeah, essentially, some of them, they are just tissue paper over your mouth. Exactly. And I think people have stockpiled those as well, because a lot of them, you can't wear them more than once. You have to chuck them when you get back in. So there's people who've bought boxes and boxes and boxes of them, and then we're seeing people struggling to get them. So... I wonder if uh, those sort of World War One era gas masks would be effective, just the thought. Well, I was having a look online the other day, and it was suggested I buy one of them... Um, Plague Doctor masks, you know, they're like Venetian style, like the yeah. big, like the bird with the beak and all that. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking, and this is just my vanity, where I could be like, if we get a face mask, let's go for one of them water on Salford with this bloody crow's face on. Just see. I mean, I've had enough abuse walking around the streets of Salford recently, anyway, without putting that on, so. We'll I suppose see. if you're wearing a Man U top with me, probably if it's a Leeds top, maybe so. Maybe so. But I don't think the virus is going to affect me that much. So I'll go buy a Man United shirt. So, we'll, uh, <laughs> no, you should be you should be quarantined if you do that. Um, so, what do you think? If you had to, I know me and you often do like these top five, top ten sort of lists, and they can be about anything. And I'm sure over the next few episodes, we'll do them in each episode related to the theme. But if you had to pick like the five things that you think have either changed or the five biggest biggest impacts personally on you about isolation and lockdown, what would you say there? Personal. I'm not talking about big global issues and stuff like that. Personally, how, how has it affected you? What sort of five things would you say? Well, it's been nearly two weeks since I last had a Greg's, so that, there's that. <laughs> I think a lot of people are starting to miss those little fast food joints. Did you see what McDonald's had done the other day? No. McDonald's stupidly, uh, what, on the 4th of April, 1st of April, they said that they were going to reopen, they were going to go against government advice, they were going to reopen and they would be serving customers again. They were they weren't going to allow people into the stores, but they were going to do delivery and drive-through and take-out. And <laughs> it transpired that that was an April Fool's joke that McDonald's thought would be a really clever idea to put him out. So I think they've shot themselves in the foot a little bit there. But yeah. I think, like, going back to your Greg's thing, yeah, a lot of people are going to be missing those sort of Greg's or KFC's or Subway's or whatever else. But yeah, do you realise how much granted, maybe? I mean, we, we both come from Leeds, and when walking around town... The amount of Greg's there is. It's like a Greg's every other shop is a Greg's. Yeah. And even so blase and matter of facts about it all. That when Greg's shut, you realise half of Leeds City Centre's shut down. So Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's, 
sure, like a good fraction of the money that goes into Leeds City Centre comes comes from the amount of Gregs that make sales because they're always so busy as well. You propping up the economy of Leeds? Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, there is no matter where you go in Leeds. I suppose West Yorkshire. You're not too far from a Greg, so it's it's weird not having one on your doorstep. I've been, I mean, I've been going out of walks, and you know, when when I've kind of you know felt like maybe I should get something to it, there's nothing really to get on the go apart from you know something from a from like a corner shop like crisps or something. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's just I think it's forced a lot more people into cooking. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, people need to know but I mean I've been I can cook and I enjoy cooking but I've certainly been cooking a lot more recently than I would have been because yeah, just generally nipping out to get takeaway was quite uh, an easy an easy option but you know gone are the days of a Chinese or an Indian delivery so yeah forcing people into cooking a lot more yeah but do, you think, do you think when Greg's reopens you're going to be straight back there or do you think it's going to be a Greg's has reopened he actually it's a week or a few days until they actually bother going are you going to be one of these queuing up like for a new iPhone wait for the doors <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know um, I, bet, I bet there will be a lot of queues for Greg's though but me and myself um, I suppose if I'm just if I'm hungry at the time and I'm on the go and there's a Greg's nearby then uh, yeah why not Right, so that's your, your first. I'm hoping these are in sort of a, a list of um, urgency. I hope you haven't prioritised Greg's being the number one effect of isolation or lockdown. Uh, but we'll so make about what you've done. Go on, what's number two? It's affecting me personally. Um... Please don't say subway being shut. If this is all food related, well, some way it's always been a bit hit and miss with me. But um, I don't know. Um, well, when I have been going to work, um, well, past two days, I've been. I mean, this isn't kind of a particularly big thing compared to how some people may be affected by it. But I've been getting, I've been told, pretty much told to get like trust taxis in rather than buses. Yeah, so that's a positive because I hate getting buses on a morning, but. But I think it's true. I say public transport has massively taken yeah. a knock, doesn't it? And obviously, that goes. It's not just a simple case of you can't get to town, or you know, you can't get out to head to either for a pint. It's you struggling to get to work. Yeah, like um, the last the last week before before the actual place I work closed. Not where I'm working from now, but where where I work from. Past week, it just just the bus are just completely empty, and I'd be at my place of work for about half eight in the morning. It's like it's never, it's always rammed that bus. It always. So it's, that's when I started to notice that things were kind of shutting down in in terms of um, sort of society wise. Yeah. Well, it is. It's mad, isn't it? Like living in Manchester now, we've got. The- the tram, we used to the tram going by every two seconds and there's barely any. And when they do come through, there's nobody on them. Are you just... Mm. It's a bizarre thing. It's a really strange thing because only a month ago I was on trams pushed, you know, like right up against people. You're fighting for space, you would re- rarely get a seat. Um, but did I tell you about when I saw Paul Heater on the tram? When was that? Um... 
would have been about January, I think. I fell asleep next to the tram. Does he live in Manchester? Where is it? Say that again. Does he live in Manchester? He does, yes. I've seen him a couple of times. Um, but yeah, I saw him first time I ever saw him was in like Fallowfield down that way. And then this time, I think he lives out of Didsbury. But um, I was on the tram and he got on at Exchange Square, which if people know, it's just outside Victoria Station. And he sat next to me. And I was a little bit sort of momentarily star- starstruck. I had to quickly check on my phone that I wasn't listening to Beautiful South of the House Martins because that would have looked a bit strange. But then the next day I knew he fell asleep next to me. And I had to kind of awkwardly wake Paul Heater up so I could get off the tram at my stop. Well, so, yeah. well, not like on me, on me, but just next to me, kind of blocking the. He was in like, I suppose, the aisle seat. Uh, and he, right. he nodded up. So uh, I guess he must have been just in the pub and joined Happy Hour, but whatever else. Yeah. Sorry, uh, did you not get. I don't know, celebrity. I said he must have been in the pub and joined Happy Hour. See, I don't, I don't really know much Beautiful South apart from the big pick. Do you know the song Happy Hour? Uh, no. Good God. Well, no, that, by the way, that story was true. I just thought I'd throw a really cheap joke in at the end. But he did fall asleep next to me. Yeah. You must know Happy Hour. I know her, don't marry her. But we're treading all sort of copyright lines there, aren't we? I suppose by playing music. We've got somebody who's told us yesterday quite bluntly that we're not allowed to do that. So I don't yeah. quite know how they got to stop us, but there we go. Have you got a notice saying we've got Rishi Raj on the live studio? Um, yes. I don't know if Rishi's listening, but hello. Congratulations um, for our first listener. So, hang on, I'm getting lost now. Greg's been shut, public transport, number three, what have you got? Go. I mean, just generally not being able, I guess... Um, Going to the pub, not being able to do that. Yeah. Just like, I just want to throw it out there. When I do my top five, my first one's probably going to be about not being able to see my friends, but obviously you've got priorities above that. So anyway, number three, going to the pub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In a way, that's how we uh, go to the pub, to see friends. Although some of us do go for quiet drinks on our own from time to time but there's nothing wrong usually, with that no I've done it before I've done it before Many so, it's actually quite nice right okay here's the trick question not trick question the uh, million pound question when the pubs reopen are you going to be there when the doors open uh, not for Ed yet to be honest but I'm definitely it's Definitely not going to be too far off. Um, oh, I think I'm going to be in there. I'm hoping, like we said, Boris had the idea of closing the pubs on a Friday. 
Yeah, which I, I get that because I know as upsetting and as galling as it was, he couldn't really have everybody piling into the pub on a, a Saturday. You know, so if he'd left it till Sunday or the Monday, you'd going to allow another twenty-four hours of mass social interaction. But I am hoping then he will reopen the pubs on a Friday so that we don't have any work tomorrow. Absolutely. Oh, it's going to be absolutely mental, isn't it? Even though I like, like local pubs, they're busy enough at the best of times, but yeah, if you have people, people not being in them for months, then I think it's going to be an absolute potential nightmare. Although they're surely going to have to gradually socially rebuild. You can't just go from a complete lockdown to right everything's open again. Go have fun. Because yeah. all you need is one or two people still to be carrying the virus. And then it's again, it's hit again. So I'm assuming it's going to be step at a time. They'll reopen shops. And then I think they'll they'll start to, you know, it'll just have to be a really gradual process. So we might see that the pubs and the bars and the restaurants, they maybe don't come in for a little bit. Because obviously they are <laughs> going to be the, the main drawer, I suppose. Yeah, I think I think in general it will be a very gradual process with kind of getting society back to how it was before, because it's it's, it's just been such a change in our lives and routines, and you know, you know the, the numbers might cross, not just going to disappear overnight, not going to go away. There are still going to be new cases, so I think it's going to gradual ease back in. I think so. We can't, like I say, you can't possibly go from a complete shutdown to everything's back on. Yeah. And they might, it might even be that they bring things like curfews in. You know, they might reopen places, but they're not going to be open till midnight. Maybe pubs are going to shut at nine o'clock or something. Was that period? Like a lot of them are closing sort of earlier than they usually do. Yeah. You're breaking up a little bit. Is it your signal or are you just not near your mic? Um, I'm not sure. No, I can hear you better there. Okay. Just yeah, I think it is like they're going to have to limit the hours. It'll kind of be what they did just before the lockdown. We started to reduce hours. You, start, you know when Boris gave his stupid thing about we're not going to shut you down, but we're just going to tell everyone not to go the, to your pub. And you kind of had pubs yeah. having to reduce hours and Whatever else, I think it's going to kind of come back in on that situation, building up to a full. Let's get back to business. Yeah, let's yeah. go on. Number, <laughs> number four, Luke, push it. Um, just to say, you've had Greg's, you've had public transport, you've had the pubs. It's kind of it's kind of hard because I mean I'm still I'm still kind of working. Um, I suppose. I suppose. Actually, this is kind of like a personal one, and it's. We've kind of, I'm gonna. I'm gonna count the the pub as the same friends one because most of the time I see my friends at the pub. This one is is more a work related. Like certain people okay. from work who uh, I've just not seen in ages, and I don't think I'll see them for a particular long time yet. Um, 
that's kind of weird. Just people who would see on day to day basis where I work. Yeah, I'd been to them and say hi, maybe stop and have a bit of a chat with them if we got time. And it's just like they're just not really a presence. Do you think as well as the fact that it was kind of so kind of sudden? It wasn't like you were winding down for a summer holiday, so you had like a week of right. We know on Friday we're going to be finishing, and we won't see each other for a certain amount of time. It was a bit like. All right, well, we're going to shut for a couple of weeks, but we'll probably yeah. see each other in a month. So take care, see you then. And now we're thinking, actually, hang on. It could be months and months and months. Well, and we said goodbye as a bit casual, off the, hand, off the cuff, sort of seeing a bit. Yeah, well, it's like a week ago, like my manager came in and just basically said, go up now, get out of here, go up now. Um, and the two days before that, uh, there's just absolutely no one, barely anyone back work. Like, I was actually working on reception for completely empty. Barely any phone calls. Barely any phone calls. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's very real. Did it have that feel of we're winding down for a summer holiday? Yeah. Or a Christmas yeah. holiday, somewhere? In a weird way. It wasn't too dissimilar to how it was sort of around the Christmas. There wasn't really many people in because they're all on annual leave. Yeah. But obviously, circumstances and better weather as well. That's it. <clears throat> That's it. It's just, it is, we've said it before, and it'll become the phrase that it's always mad. Well, it is, it is crazy. And I think people need to think, they just need to take time to think about how things have changed and what things can go back to being the way they were and what things we're going to have to be a bit more careful about. So I'm going to ask you, last one then, number five, what? Personal effect. Personal effect. Uh, hmm. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I can't cover a lot of cases that I've been talking about. Have you been secure sort of financially? Actually, that's kind of um, something which is kind of a positive, really. My bank well, yeah, we don't have to have all negative effects. If we had anything yeah, positive, come out. Bank account's looking a lot healthier usually does around this time of the month. Because I've barely been spending any money. What uh, what would you usually be spending on? You saw Greg's and Puppies is. Uh bus fare for the week, going out to the pub, yeah. Give a second lunch. But getting taxis to the pub, getting taxis to yeah, so quite quite a lot, and it's like you know, bus fare obviously, like bus money's quite expensive, and it's just like not having to do that stuff actually saves quite a bit of money. It's surprising. Yeah, well, it is, isn't it? I've noticed. I mean, I'm quite fortunate. I work in the public service, so it's full pay, often yeah. definitely, but full pay. But I do find, yeah, the spending less. So I'm not spending twenty quid on a tram ticket every week, and I'm not. Because we can't go out, because you can't walk through town, one of my things would be I'd walk past a record shop and I'd go in and spend 30 or 40 quid. Or I'd go past a sports shop and I'd see a pair of trainers or a jacket or something. Yeah. I'd be spending like quite frivolous money, but I don't think I've, any, I've spent any money on like a treat. I have just been buying essentials, really. I know even like the online stuff, though, I've just thought, well... Either it won't get delivered, or there's no point me buying a new pair of trainers or something if I can't wear them to go out on that. So 
I think I'm saving money in that sense, but I do I anticipate when sort of normality resumes, I think I will be spending a little bit too much. I think it's going to swing the other way a little bit as we capitalise on being able to go out and socialise again. Oh, yeah. Going, going to the pub again. It's, I think when we go back to normal, yeah, I'll just be spending the silly money that I end up spending. We'll have a good night out. Um, yeah. Right, so there you are five. You're saying Greg's, public transport, pubs, uh, not seeing people, and actually a positive one, a bit more money in the bank. Just nothing and to now, spend um, Yeah, pretty much. Um, so now I'll ask you what your um, five are, starting with number one. Again, am I going into like a priority thing? I'm not. I'm just going to name five, no particular order. Yeah, um, I would say I think I'm going to try and balance it between the positives and the negatives. Um, the negative, I would say, is I don't like the the general fact that you cannot go near people. I mean, I've, we've always had this joke. We've always had this joke that we've always been socially distanced. We've always been isolated and blah, blah, blah. But I think the fact that it's just this term social distancing, the fact that we as people cannot go within two metres of another person just feels really sort of yeah. alien and cold. And I'm going to bring into that like not it... seeing mates as well. But So with the first one... Yeah, it is, it is weird because when I've been going out on my walks and there's, you know, there's been people about, I've seen people like ahead of me just like kind of swerve to avoid me or people like kind of standing to the side. And it's, you know. Well, I think that's just because you keep forgetting to put your trousers on before you leave the house. Yeah, I mean, but people do that to me anyway, but even more so. <laughs> I've told you about getting dressed before you go out. But I think, yeah, the fact that it's. Um, I'm going to go on list a few more at this rate. But yeah, I think not being allowed... You know, when you think about who was the last person you shook hands with? Who was the last person you gave a hug to? Yeah. And it's uh, that sort of... It was... Ah, it, uh, man. You know, I can't remember that. And when will the next time be that you can shake somebody's hand? That's it. It's like, um, you know... It's like, you know, seeing people at work, you know, wish, wishing them, you know, all the best for, you know... Where whatever they're going to be doing, and you know, it'll be it's kind of a sort of you know, see you next time, good luck, take care. But I couldn't take the hand goodbye. But you've always been, I know you've uh, practiced the awkward nod in your past anyway. So I suppose you default to that, can't you? Slightly awkward nod of you know, acknowledgement. That's just how I agree. My my thing, really. <laughs> but I mean, like I say, what is it a month ago that me and you saw Morrissey at Leeds Arena? And yeah, you always get that moment when a certain song, he plays a certain track and you like arms around each other, clinking your pints together, and you're in amongst thousands of other people who are, you know, in the same sort of atmosphere and mood as you. And you think all oh, that has just been stripped away. It's when crazy. You- Jokes about coronavirus. That was just a month ago, and it's like since then. Well, that's it. When I saw him, when I saw him at Leeds, he sort of made a couple of little Morrissey-esque remarks about the virus, and everyone laughed. And and then I saw him at London a week later, and he came on, and pretended to cough and sneeze all over the crowd. 
yeah. and he was still like, even though by that point it was a little bit more serious, you still didn't really think it was going to come to this. Because I know I've said to my mates at work, I knew that it was likely that schools were going to close. So we were all saying, oh, we'll go to the pub on a Sunday night. That'll be nice. Because we just yeah. thought, well, they'll shut the schools and they'll shut certain workplaces, but the pubs are going to stay open, surely. So I think that'll have to be my second one, is the closure of pubs. Yeah. Because I, I love going to a pub. And... I mean, it's just one of them, you know, you just walk past one on a nice summer's day and think it's got a beer garden outside, especially some of the walks I've been doing recently. There's a couple of pubs I've never seen before, but they've got big beer gardens going down to, like, the river. And you think, I wish I could just go and have a quick pint in there, watch the world go by for about an hour or so, and just... I'm sure me and you think the same. Pubs are great, but pubs serve so many different functions. They are a place where you can go with your mates and just chat and laugh and watch football or whatever else. But then if you ever go by yourself, you can just sort of escape, really, from everything for a bit. I know that sounds like a virgin sort of alcoholic old man sat in the corner, but it's not. And I think, like we said earlier, there shouldn't be such a stigma about going for a pie by yourself. I think it's good for your mental health. It, 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 I mean, I've 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 told people in the past. You know, sometimes I do. You know, if it's one of them nights when no one's around, I can't be asked to sit around the house. You know, I go to a pub and just see who's there. I've had people say, you know, it's a bit weird, but there is actually it's actually quite a. It feels quite. Oh, zero. we do it. I do it. Being on your own and just alone in your thoughts, it's quite quite nice. It is. It's great. I think as long as you go to like a nice one, I don't think I'd go to like a busy Weatherspoons by myself. No. Um, I'd find like like a kind of an old man pub or just a pub where you're not going to get a bit of an odd look or a judgment for sitting there. Quite often I'll take my podcasts with me and I'll listen to them and it's great. It's just this moment of like solitude and quiet for a little bit. And you can sort of do it in that own pace as well. It's because sometimes, you know, when you go out in big groups, you know, you kind of got to do a quick pace or you might end up going somewhere yeah. or not really keen on but you know if you're going out to a pub on your own you just kind of it's just kind of you doing your own thing and it's nice it is good it is um what's up where do you go by the way i know this is going to be alien to anyone else who's although we've got uday who's now on the live studio as well um do you go to the osborne the thomas osborne yeah it's um for those of you who don't know it, it's a sort of it's very much a local pub in the round day area of leeds a local pub for local people it's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's not a posh pub, but it's, it's you know, decent enough clientele. Uh, I kind of well, started, it's had a bit of a checkered history, I, hasn't it, used with the streets of Leeds? Yeah, it did, but I, I mean, I started going, we, we kind of started going there sort of around the time I started working in the shop just down the road, so I was probably about five years. Yeah. Um, every Friday night, karaoke night, it's, it's, you kind of see the same face in there, half the half of the uh, clientele in there were, were customers from the shops, and it's, Always people I know in there, and it's just kind of, just very much a good local pub. But that's what I'm thinking. When the pubs open again, we're gonna. I'm hoping people realise the benefits of a pub, because you get these people who do that. If I said somebody, oh, one of my, one of the things that really affected me the most about the social isolation and lockdown is that I can't go to the pub. Eighty odd percent of people are probably gonna scoff and think that I've got some sort of problem or. You know, that it's a bit 
weird. But I'm like, it's not just going in there, getting hammered and acting like a dick. That happens rarely. It's more about... Rarely, but sometimes. Rarely happens. <laughs> well, we can't say it's never happened. But, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's about going in and being like... Sociable community. I mean, even when you go by yourself, you don't feel like you're by yourself, do you? Because especially in the Osborne or somewhere, it's yeah. faces that you've seen for the last five years. It's weird. It's faces that you see, but people you've never really spoken to, yet you feel like I'm comfortable with this lot and it's good. So I'm going to move on to number three is football. Missing yeah. Leeds United like crazy. It's probably the worst possible time this season for this to happen. Obviously, we'll, completely yeah, completely we'll speak about this more in our football podcast. Form. Go on. <laughs> Just like, you know, mathematically, Leeds could have got promoted by now. We could have been. And we always say it. One of the things about if you're a Leeds fan, then you have to also be prepared to be the most self-deprecating football fan as well. Oh, because yeah. you can't, you can't, kick off and complain about you just got to sort of always have a sense of humour about it and laugh it off in a way because it's just our look this, if this was going to happen to anyone it was going to be Leeds and well, it has I, happened I have, I have said that um, at least if the season gets void and Leeds don't get promoted uh, I've said at least um, at least it's not our fault this time at least we've not actually bottled it at least it's circumstances beyond our control uh, I know but changed to how oh, good god but again, it's one of them where it's. I've been thinking about things in a lot more of a bigger picture sense. So going to the pub isn't just going to the pub, and missing the football isn't just missing the football. It's going to watch Leeds play, going to watch them when they're on telly, especially if in Manchester. It's keeping a sense of your hometown, but it's also it's like you said, the form they've been on. It's been brilliant to watch. And it's more than just football. It's, I mean, it's what we then talk about for however long afterwards, especially if we've played well, it's been a good game. Yeah. It forms the social bond so much more. Yeah, that's it. There's, there's been so many people who I normally wouldn't have much in common with, but like a kind of did, would develop a bond with them about football. Not necessarily if the league, not necessarily over Leeds United, but just people who are, wouldn't normally like have much to do with and you know I get talking to them about football and the kind of you know yeah. I think what we've essentially lost is escapism in yeah. a large sense so even if you had a crap day or something you put the football in you look like kind of what's on telly that night oh there's a European match or an FA Cup replay or something I'd stick it on and you just watch it and you just get absorbed in the football and it's just a great form of entertainment and escapism and I think I think that's what football essentially is is like a distraction from you know the dregs well it is it is especially a Saturday afternoon game where you've had maybe a rough week at work and whatever else and you've been getting up and it's the same routine and you get up on a Saturday and you haven't got work but your team's on at half twelve in the pub and you go and you have a few drinks you watch the game and it just it brings a lot of people together, and it completely it's something else. It's it's not, although it very much is a part of this world. At the same time, it's not a part of this world because you you do go off into the world of football, really. And it's a um, very 
cathartic experience as well watching it. You know, you kind of people, it is. You know, some I've seen some people who are incredibly mild mannered, but you know, they watch football game and they get really into it. You know, things don't go their team, they get really angry. Yeah, they get really excitable, and it's it's almost yes, like like you say, you know, you've had a really shit week and then like Saturday comes, it's just a good way of laying off steam. It's almost like all the shouting that watching football, it's almost like a sort of primal scream, really. You just kind of It is. It. It's an outlet for all that vent frustration that you have. And it's a it's a healthy way of doing it as well. Yeah. Because it's a productive I don't know if it's necessarily a productive way, but it's a healthy way of getting rid of a lot of the stress and build up of the week. And yeah, even if you played dreadfully and you lost, you can still let off that emotional yeah. impact. Because, I mean, you might go through a week which is every day is rubbish. And then you go watch Leeds playing, like, who was it? Not Forest. Yeah. And we were shocking and we lost. And I felt so deflated after watching it. But I didn't feel stressed. Or anything yeah. like that, because all that emotion had gone in that 90 minutes. All that negative emotion had gone. And yeah, I wasn't feeling great after it, but you know what? If I'm honest, I'd I'd kind of give a not-so-great performance from Leeds right now if I meant football is back on. Yeah. I'm not saying I want to lose, but maybe something like that Millwall game. Oh, you know, just like, uh, come on. I'm missing Phil Hayes' goal tweet. So... <laughs> It's, anyway, I'm just um, checking. We're on 45 minutes. I'm going to go for my last two. Okay. And then, um, so what have I said? Said socialing, socialising rather. Uh, Social. Pub, football, socialing. It's a new word. I've made it up. Um, okay, two, I'm going to end up on two positives then. So I think it's causing people to try new things. There's no excuse about not having the time to do anything at the minute, because we've all got the time. Well, if you look so, at like, social media, you've seen people do like a lot of creative stuff. I mean, you know, when I've... Well, that's when I, it. When you, I think the human race, by and large, when they're forced to have to do new things, can be very creative. A yeah. creative place. I mean, I mean Shakespeare, Shakespeare wrote King Lear in isolation from the plague, so I mean, there's what? There we go. There we go. Uh, but I'd say, yeah, I'm learning things like I'm learning Braille and then I've done like yeah. a first aid course and stuff like that. And I'm going to try and pick just like, because not only does it then give you a new skill, but it's a good way of giving yourself a bit of a routine in the day. Like I know you wanted me on earlier to do a bit of a, a sound check and all that. I hope the sound's been all right. But yeah, I was like, no, that's the time I've set aside to do this Braille stuff. So well, that's this whole thing itself has just been um has been I don't think we'd be doing it if it wasn't for this like isolation stuff. I don't think either was either of us would really have time to do it. We've both got usually busy schedules during the week and then weekend exactly. out and about. So I mean there's that as well. Yeah. And I'd say the last one, then number five, I do feel that it's brought a lot of people together. And I've noticed that where I live, I live in a block of apartments, and there's people just going out the way just to make a bit of an effort and be nice. And yeah, even in this time where we're all meant to be socially distant, I do think people are coming together quite well. I've enjoyed the Thursday evenings going out, giving a clap. Yeah, oh, I, I Jesus I Christ, that was a poor choice of words. Um, 
<laughs> Thursday evenings going out and applauding. That's fair. But yeah. Yeah, I do feel like I think even like our obviously people listening won't know this, but we do have our sort of what we've started to call face beers. So we'll yeah. FaceTime, we'll get a group of us together and I think we all appreciate that we're all in it together. And hopefully we'll come through it all together. Yeah. I mean I must clarify as well. I was I completely forgot to mention we did mention it earlier at the start that my stag do obviously my wedding. They're pretty big things that have been affected, but I'm trying not to get too down, too downbeat. Stag do's been postponed, wedding will probably be postponed, but they'll happen mm-hmm. eventually. One, one thing I will say is regarding people being nice, man, I don't want to be, you know, raining on the parade, but I've noticed on social media there are people who are kind of using what's going on. You know, people who are into, I'll say the people who are into extreme politics using this to kind of push their agenda. Yeah. Know, pushing you know, certain viewpoints that they have about certain people. It's just, just ignorant, idiot, both sides. It is. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the virus doesn't distinguish and it can kill anyone. I wish yeah. it would just kill ignorant people, but it's going to be extreme. I know for the first episode, but... Yeah, um, uh, but if we make yeah, it to the... I'm also... Yeah, go on. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I am trying to do... What are you doing to keep your positivity up? Well, I've been getting into... I mean, I've been getting into my writing again. Usually I want to I want to write, and I, I just, I'm too knackered from the day that I can't. So I've yeah. been doing that. I've been, you know, trying to record music. I use GarageBand, which crashes all the time, so I'm not really <laughs> able to do it fully. But when, when GarageBand has actually been working, and again, just kind of like being creative and writing yeah. stuff, you know, just, just, just stuff that kind of, you know, I've got loads of time to do stuff. There's been loads of stuff I've always wanted to do, but I've just not had time to do it. That's it. It's just, like you say, it's, you're doing a lot of writing. So you're in isolation, you're locked down, you can't go out and you're writing. Yeah. Yeah. You're sort of like a modern-day Anne Frank, aren't you? One day, Apart from you not being... Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose I'll spare you not being persecuted, but who knows what might happen next. I'm doing this generation's King Lear. Well done. Um, I think for me, I'm, I'm, I am making active choices, so I'm not watching the news a lot of the time. I'll, I mean, I'll go and get a brief update at the end of each day, but I'm not going to have it on rotating 24-hour news because it'll just get you down, I think, ultimately. I'm trying to make a conscious decision not to be on the screen all the time, so I've had my phone in a different room for about three hours today, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it kind of is, I think, in a way. Going three hours without checking your phone or looking at your phone. Um, yep. But yeah, I'm thinking, the other thing I'm doing is I keep planning out little days for when this is all over. I'm going to... Yeah. And there's all these people who come out with these grand schemes of when this is over, we're going to get a load of people together and we're going to walk this, you know, Land's End to John O'Groats and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm just thinking, nah. When this is over, I'm going to go to the pub. Hopefully Leeds will be on TV. And I'm going to send you the most inane texts I can send. And try and just go back to some cosy comfort. Well, I have, yes. That's true. But I I think I'm going to try and learn stuff from this and take that with me a little bit. 
I am going to be more conscious of, I think, the way I shop. And, you know, I'm hoping they'll keep things like this hour of priority shopping for NHS and the elderly and disabled people. Let's see if I, I think that's a good idea anyway. But I'm going to be a bit more conscious of <clears throat> life, life and time, really, without getting too down about it. Yeah. Or, so, uh, go on. No, I think um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna go for, go for a bit myself, and you know, hopefully this PGC thing will, will happen. And but maybe I can still sort of continue continue doing the stuff that I've been doing there in lockdown, and because it'd be a shame to kind of put that on ice and just simply leave it as something that I did because I felt like I had nothing else to do. You yeah, know? it'd be nice to kind of continue. That's it. I think we find ourselves doing things just to fill the time. Yeah. When we're we say we're busy, actually, I reckon we can let a lot of the stuff that we do on a day-to-day basis go and fill it with creativity and being a bit productive with something as well. So it's... But as well, it's like missing your family and all that. I'm going to go and see my mum and dad when this is all over because obviously I haven't seen them for it a while and it could be a few months till I see them again so it's just you know different things like that really but I think we've just got to keep keep thinking that this will pass it will go and onwards to a hopefully bit of a brighter future yeah it'll be be nice to you know see my brothers again see you know friends and just kind of resume back to normal but the question is when is that going to be because it could be Four months, it could be a year. You just don't know. And I think, you know, when this does all pass, next time Paul Heaton falls asleep next to me on a tram, I'll, I'll let him rest his head on my shoulder. And I might even, like, cradle him. And I will no longer have any excuse to sit around the house and avoid people. That's it. you got to come out. Bloody hell. And hopefully our other mate won't have to go at five o'clock every time he comes out for a drink. So... We'll, we'll see. We all just have that drink because it'll be great. When we we have. Right. I'm gonna. We're not gonna wrap up just yet, although we're about to hit the hour mark. What we're gonna do now is we are going to do our recurring game, which is linking actors. Now, this is totally not connected to lockdown or isolation, but. It's a game you might want to play if you're in isolation or lockdown, which oh, you should be. It's um, it is someone we've dug up from the debris of our past. But um, what we do is we pick two actors, absolutely well. So I'll pick two for Luke, and Luke will pick two for me. And you've got to try and make them as uh, what's that word? Disparate, maybe? Kind of totally as. Random as you can. So I'm not going to pick Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Okay? Because yeah. you can so easy to get them. What we're going to do, we're going to pick two random actors, and the other person needs to connect those actors through other actors. So so-and-so was in this film, this film had that person in, and that person was in this film, and then the other actor was in that film. That sort of thing. Getting... From one actor to the other via other actors and films, but we've got a bit of a twist of it with Luke. We have indeed. It's an old favourite of ours. 
God. We are going, the two actors, well, the one actor and the one actress we're going to connect them through are Mackenzie Crook and Kira Knightley, who both appear. Mackenzie Crook and Kira Knightley. And they both you don't appear. need to clap because I've got this. I know. I've just got That goes for all the NHS staff out there as well. But, um, including me. It, 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 yes, it came from us randomly linking actors and actresses via Kira Knightley and Mackenzie Crook. And it wasn't intentional at first, but they just seemed to crop up in every way that we were linking people. So now the task is you must, you must link two actors via. Kira Knightley and Mackenzie Crook. So I'm going to give two for Link. Oh. And I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you... Aaron Paul. Uh-huh. And I'm going to give you... Um, so you've got to try and get this person as far away as possible. Do you know who Adam Buxton is? Uh, I know it's a comedian. Would you be able to link those, do you think? Um, the only thing Are you aware of what Adam Bux has been in? He was... He wasn't... I know, obviously, he had his own show, but he... Didn't he... I'm sure I read that he appeared in a comedy show, which was like... Was it... Didn't he appear in uh, Green Wing or Black Books or The It Crowd? Um... Shall I, right, shall I... Oh, I was going to say, shall I tell you a film that he's been in? He's been in a lot of stuff with Nick Frost and Simon Peck. Okay. Uh, oh, was he in The World's End? He wasn't in The World's End, but he was in Hot Fuzz. Who did he play in Hot Fuzz? He was the journalist who gets the... Uh, when the church spire oh. collapses and falls through his head. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Aaron right. Paul, I think. Um, hang on. I think Aaron Paul. I'm gonna have to give you someone else because I've just told you what film he was in and had to describe who he was. So it's not really gonna work. Um, right. I'm gonna stick with Aaron Paul, but I'm also gonna go with. Um, <laughs> John Cleese. John Cleese. So um, Aaron Paul and John Cleese. Off you go. Via Kira Knightley and Ben Kenzie Crook. Okay, so Aaron Paul was a Breaking Bad. That's correct. Brian Cranston. Yes. Appeared on an episode of Curb Your... No, wait, no. Who appeared in Seinfeld with Julia Louise Dreyfus, who appeared in Curb Your yeah. Larry David. Right, why did you go that long way? Because Brian Cranston was also in Curb. Because I wanted to... So you could have just gone... You want to keep going as far as you can. Can you link a person... Can you link... Um, so if person A and B, their common link is the same show or film, person B and C, the next one, is that can that is that okay to use that? Uh, how do you mean? Just uh, tell me what you're no, going to say. Uh, so, for example, if uh, if Brian Cranston is was in, if I say Brian Cranston was on Curb Enthusiasm with Larry David, who was on Curb Enthusiasm with such and such, would that be okay? Or would it have to be a different show or film? 
All oh, right, okay, I get what you. No, stick with what you're doing then. Okay. So right. Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus with Larry, uh, with Larry David, who was on an episode of Herb, with who was on an episode of Herb Enthusiasm with Ricky Gervais, who was yeah. in the office with Mackenzie Crook. Well, hey, hang on, hang on. You've done the first one. He was in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean with Kira Knightley. <laughs> and now it's time for the second leg. So, Kira Knightley was in. Do, do, do. Hang on. This is, this is quiet. This is where it gets difficult. This is where it gets tricky. You can usually get from one point to the midpoint quite well. It's getting out of that little midpoint. It's like going down into a valley and having to climb out the other side. Yeah, you've kind of, you've kind of got, I've got the easy stuff out of the way by getting to Mackenzie and Kira. Uh, so, let me think. How so, just to quickly recap, while you have a think, I'll recap. You've got Aaron Paul in Breaking Bad with Brian Cronston. Brian Cronston was in Seinfeld with Juliet Louis-Dreyfus, who was in Curb which had Larry David. Larry David was in Curb with Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais in the office with Mackenzie Crook. Mackenzie Crook was in Paris of the Caribbean with Kira Knightley. That is correct. Uh, now, there's usually a good trage- trajectory okay. with Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Okay, so... Kira Knightley was in... Star Wars Episode 1, Phantom Menace, yes. as a stunt double with Ewan McGregor. Okay. Ewan McGregor was... I reckon I could... I'm trying to do it myself in my head. Yeah, okay. I reckon I could do this. Are you getting close now you've got to Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor... They probably have been in something together with Ewan McGregor and John Cleese. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Hmm. Oh, it's great. Great radio, this. <laughs> yeah, although, as, as, uh, as Dave Clifton said in Alan Partridge, dead air is a crime. I think it's just one of them where sometimes you just have to name something that you McGregor's been and just link it to another actor just so you're not going completely quiet. <laughs> so you McGregor was in Black Hawk Down with yes, quite a lot of people actually. I'm going <laughs> to go with Eric Banner who was in Troy with Brad Pitt. <laughs> you were getting close, and I seem to be disappearing. <laughs> I like I'm, I'm, at least I'm exhibiting my knowledge of film. Well so, done. Now you've got to do Brad Pitt to John Cleese, which is about as hard as doing Aaron Paul to John Cleese, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt was in... Inglorious Bastards. Yes. With? Uh, Mike Myers. Yes. He was in... Oh, wait, no, actually, I've, I'm on a home run here. Right, so Mike Myers was in uh, Austin Powers with Liz Hurley, 
who was in Bedazzled with Brendan Fraser, who was in George of the Jungle with John Cleese. Well done. And it's those sort of simple, snappy games that I really like. Right, two for me, and then we're going to have to... We'll introduce the next episode of the wrap-up. Okay. Um, I want you to link Arnold Schwarzenegger... Yeah. ...with... Uh, Fred Armisen. Oh, good Christ. Okay. Going via Kira Knightley and Mackenzie Crook. Yep. No particular. Yeah. Okay, okay, right. Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Around the World in 80 Days with yep. Steve with Steve Coogan. Yeah. Steve Coogan was in my head to double check that I'm fairly sure they were both in it. I remember Steve Coogan telling a story about getting into a hot tub with Schwarzenegger. Around Can you world. just check that? Was Arnold Schwarzenegger around the world? I've never seen that film. Uh, Neither have I. So it's a bit of a gamble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually a clip with, with Arnold and... So Steve let's Coogan. Call, let's go call him Alan. Arnold. <laughs> right, so Arnold Schwarzenegger's in Around the World of the Eight Days with Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan is in... Alan Partridge. Oh, God, I'm going to struggle here. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to nail it. Steve Coogan is in Alan Partridge with an actor whose name I've forgotten. Can I quickly Google their name? Okay. Right, because this is going to be immense when I get it. Hang on. Um... It's a man called Simon Farnaby. Okay. Who's he playing? So if you if you want to Google Simon Farnaby, he was in one episode of This Time with Alan Partridge. Oh, yeah. Like knowing me, Alan Partridge. Yeah, right. And Simon Farnaby is in The Detectorists with Mackenzie Crook. Yes. Mackenzie Crook is in Parents of the Caribbean with Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley was Kira Knightley was in Star Wars. Who am I going to? Uh, I forgot the other actor. Arnold Schwarzenegger and who? Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen, okay. So she was in Star Wars with I don't want to go the exact same way as you, so I'm gonna say she was in Star Wars with Sam Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. Samuel L. Jackson was in a lot of films. He, he is in like so many films, isn't he? I'm sure like half the films I've seen he's been uh, in. So Samuel L. Jackson was in. Okay, how am I going to get here? How am I going to get here? Um. Oh God! Come on, Tarantino, help me out. Samuel L. Samuel L. Jackson is in Django Unchained with Christoph Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. Christoph Waltz is in uh, Spectre, the Bond film. 
yeah. with with Daniel Craig. Actually, no, other way around. Yeah. Christoph Waltz is Inspector with Rafe Fiennes. Yeah. And Rafe Fiennes is in Harry Potter with... God damn it. God damn it. Rafe Fiennes in Harry Potter with... Um, again, a lot of people. He's in Harry Potter with Gary Oldman. Yeah. Yes. Now, Gary Oldman is in... Oh, God. Um, see, there's a really tenuous link, but I can't do it. I was going to say, Gary Oldman played Sid Vicious in a film. Sid Vicious was in a band with Steve Jones, who once appeared on stage as Ian Rubbish and the Bizarros, but I don't think I can do that. No. So, I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> Gary Oldman is in... trying to think of people who've been in Curb. Gary Oldman is in... Oh, God. Um... Oh, my God. It's captivated radio, this really is. Gary Oldman is in... Is Gary Oldman in Cape Your Enthusiasm? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make that last final leap. I should be able to get there. Oh, my word. Hey. Um, okay, 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 okay. I've got to somewhat get here now. He was in Harry Potter. He was in Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman was in Barking Hell. Um, oh, my word. Okay, Gary Oldman is in Dracula with Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is in The Matrix with Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne is in Apocalypse Now. With, yeah. with Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford was in Star Wars. Back to Star Wars. So I'm now on a different generation of Star Wars. <laughs> Harrison Ford was in Star Wars with... Um, God damn, I don't make it so, so simple. Um, Harrison Ford is in Star Wars with... Oh, God. Oh, hang on, hang on. Harrison Ford's in Star Wars. If I think of the new Star Wars, I might be able to get there. Harrison Ford is in Star Wars with Oscar Isaacs, yeah. who is in Ex, Ex Machina with Domhnall Gleeson, who is also in Harry Potter. Um, I've got a back to Harry. And, <laughs> and then, 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 then like Domhnall Gleeson is in... Why did I go that way? Harrison Ford was in Star Wars with Donald Gleeson. Damn it. Uh, I can't think where else Donald Gleeson's been. And, oh, no. Hang on. Donald Gleeson is in Black Mirror. Yeah. 
And am I allowed to go to a different episode of Black Mirror? Otherwise, it's going to go on forever. Right, because Andrew Scott is in an episode of Black Mirror. Andrew Scott is also, he plays Moriarty and Sherlock. And in Sherlock, you have Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Actually, in Sherlock, you've got Martin Freeman, who's in the office of Mackenzie Crook, who's in Star Wars. Um, no, he wasn't. He's in Prince Anyway, I'm, I'm and, Andrew's, like, Andrew's... This game originated. Yes, right. Okay, no, got it, I've got it. Shush. Andrew Scott was in Sherlock with Benedict okay. Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch is in The Hobbit with Martin Freeman, who was in the. No, Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> is in The Hobbit. Also in The Hobbit is Stephen Fry. Uh huh. Stephen Fry. Oh, no. Is Ian McKellen in The Hobbit? Yes, he is. I'm going to say is just because I need to get this done right. So, he, Andrew Scott's in Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch, who's in The Hobbit with Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen is in Extras with Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais in Cambridge Enthusiasm with Larry David, and Larry David is in Cambridge Enthusiasm with Fred Armisen. Get in. Oh, my days. We've done it. We've done it. Uh-oh. Oh, hang on. There we go. Well, that was remarkable, really, wasn't it? And you'll get another one of those. That took more than 20 minutes. So um, we might rethink the rules around that game so it doesn't take quite so long. But, again, if people do start to listen, I know there's quite a few people in the studio now, then, you know, join in. Or kind of dash it up. Just play by yourself at home. Um, but... Yeah, so should we quickly introduce the next episode and wrap up? So next episode, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about something which we touched upon tonight, and that's football. As people know, yes. the football team has been cancelled, and we'll be discussing you know, our predictions for when it'll be back, how things will be, what will be happening Talking about you know how certain clubs have acted in, in this yeah. And just generally, we'll lead bottle. How we miss it how we miss it and I think there's something I do want to say prior is that I'm not going to be made to feel guilty about missing football I don't get this whole oh it's only football God put things in context you know I'm allowed to miss it I'm allowed to miss football that's not a bad thing to do so like I say we'll be talking about it hopefully there'll be a bit more structure with the next show obviously this one has been a bit of a ramble at points we've just kind of been finding our feet a little bit with this program how it works whether it works um we'll have more structure we'll try to introduce a few sort of quizzes games play a bit of music and i think we'll benefit from a bit of this structure as well we are going to be introducing a couple more things so there's obviously going to be the connecting actors game we're also going to do a feature called who's the biggest arsehole which generates a lot of discussion and debate um and yeah, we'll we'll crack on with that. So same, but, same time next week. Same time next week. Uh, Luke, pick a song. You can pick a song to play us out tonight. Well, I think because it's called Culture, Isolation, Boredom and Despair, I think put, put on some uh, Little Baby Nothing by the Mannix. Let's find that then. Do-do-do. I'll play it. I really should have had this.
Hang on. Hang on. Can you hear that? We'll stop talking now, we'll let the music play us out and I'll catch you for the football episode. So yeah, stay indoors.